The Murder Shelf Book Club contains disturbing content related to real-life crimes. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, Murder Bookies, to the Murder Shelf Book Club podcast. If you don't know already, I am on podcast row at CrimeCon 23 in Orlando, September 22nd to 25th. And we did this together. We have grown, we have improved, and I cannot thank you enough for listening. I am so proud of what we have accomplished together. And a shout out to Caleb Melton, a devoted murder bookie that always supports my podcast. Caleb, I see you as you hear me. This is a special update on Bone Deep, untangling the twisted true story of the Betsy Furia murder case by Charles Bosworth Jr. and Jill Schwartz. All right, you remember Russ. When his wife, Betsy Furia, was found dead on the floor of their home, Russ wound up being charged with murder. In spite of having witnesses, documents, and videos corroborating his alibi. And because of a god-awful prosecutor, Leah Askey-Cheney, and a woefully inept judge, Menemeyer, Russ was found guilty. Now, fortunately, after an uphill struggle, Joel Schwartz won retrial. And with more insane shenanigans by the prosecution and Troy PD that are truly mind-blowing, Russ wound up being acquitted by the judge. Now, Officer Mike Merkel testified under oath that the gazillion crime scene photos that he had taken at the Faria home hadn't been processed properly and didn't exist, with Joel Schwartz producing these very photos. So this guy out and out lied. We still don't know who the Good Samaritan is who sent the photos to Joel, but you have definitely earned your place in heaven. Now, all of this came to a stop when DA Mike Wood was elected. He had witnessed the seriously compromised case that DA Leah Askey-Cheney had conducted during the trial, and he was determined to stop the corruption. So he launches an investigation into all of this. And guys, remember, this is just the highlights here. You really need to re-listen to episodes 40 through 44 to get all of the details here. He launches an investigation into all of this to figure out what happened. And this internal investigation leads to arrests of some of the principal players here who are responsible for Russ winding up in prison. So it is time for Russ to join us. And here he is. Russ, I am so glad you were able to join us. Thank you. So... I think a little bit of karma has been going on here. Yeah. Yeah, you could say that a little bit. We have a couple of the law enforcement officials that have actually been charged with crimes relating back to my case. So mm-hmm. we have Detective Mike Merkel and his wife, Becky Merkel, who Becky was a CSI for my case. I need to remind everybody that when my first case happened, 
Mike and Becky Merkel were not married. Oh, they were not? When the second trial happened, they were married. So somewhere between my first trial and the second trial, these two people got together and got married. So there's that. Anyway, that's that's part of the thing. So she wasn't Becky Markle originally. I forget what her name was. Anyway, uh, what's been going on since Cam Hupp was charged with the murder and Mike Wood has been holding true to his word. And that's uh, that's saying a lot when you talk about people that are in politics or law enforcement or the prosecution. I mean, I know your audience is into the, the true crime stuff, so we know that those people are many times not to be trusted, but he is actually being very sincere and being a man of integrity and following through with what he promised, which was trying to search out the corruption that was there in Troy in Lincoln County. And this is just the start of it. Actually, what these people were charged with was there was an internal affairs investigation going on and the sheriff's deputy that was investigating these individuals was out to dinner with his wife and Mike Merkel and his wife allegedly say allegedly, this is what they're charged with. were there. He didn't know they were there. They didn't know he was going to be there. They just happened to see him and took pictures of him having a couple of drinks at dinner and then took pictures of his unmarked patrol car outside and then proceeded to send some threatening texts to said individual trying to get them to call off their investigation. Oof. So, you know, that knowledge of guilt there. Well, why would you do that? Why would you want to halt an investigation if you're innocent? Exactly. If you have nothing to hide. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that's a comfortable feeling. An innocent person, I would not be happy having an investigation going on. But I would be also eager for it to conclude and the evidence show that I had done nothing wrong. Well, but- my case, <laughs> I got railroaded, of course, but regardless, that's what I was you know, subjected to. So I wouldn't think you'd want to halt that unless you had some kind of form of guilt somewhere. And that's starting to come out. Just had some court cases, uh, actually a pretrial hearing just a couple of days ago. But they were charged with sending him some threatening messages. And they did so from what's called a burner phone. Our burner phone number. Now, all of this got investigated. That's why they're under charges right now. There's a third person, Mike Markle's brother, Kevin Markle, who has also been charged because the burner phone and burner phone number went back to a phone that was assigned to him through the DEA, works for, shall I say, worked for because he's now been terminated. Yes. Yeah. That's an update right there. Right. Well, you know, you got Kevin Merkel, Mike Merkel's brother. So, I mean, maybe, you know, being corrupt runs in the family. I don't know. Yeah. But you have to think that, right? Yes. Seems like they're pretty low individuals. Uh, complete lack of class, I would think. At any rate, this has been going on for the past several months. They've been charged and there's been a few hiccups in judges and whatnot being changed. Uh, one judge recused himself, but now we have another judge on the case and actually had a preliminary hearing for Mike Markle this past Friday. And there's one for Becky Markle this coming Friday, which will be August the 5th. And what came out Mike Markle's was a lot of the evidence to support those charges that we just spoke about. They're 
the officer in question that he allegedly sent these texts to got up there and testified. There were a couple other people that testified. And Mike Merkel and his attorney were trying to get the charges dropped and the case dismissed. And the judge had decided that uh, that wasn't going to be the case. He heard enough evidence that we're going to hold this over for arraignment. So Mike Merkel will be going for arraignment on August the 30th. Nice. Well, let the evidence come forth and he can make his defense, whatever that might be. That'll be interesting. I think uh, I think there's some karma involved here. Yeah, I do. I agree. And I, I think that Mike Wood, is he's a very intelligent individual. And I've said this from the time that these people were, were charged with the crimes. Is there are more people involved. You know, we've talked about some of those names, McCarrick and Harney. Asking, and there are others involved. I think that this guy is just the tip of the iceberg. You know, when Elliot Ness went after Al Capone, he didn't go straight after Mm -hmm. Al Capone. He went after the little lackeys out there on the street that would lead him to Al Capone. That way, by the time he got to Al Capone, he had a case. So my hope is that Mike Wood is able to parlay this into something bigger possibly take down Leah Askey. I don't know if prosecutorial immunity will protect her in the long run. I hope not. And again, like I said, you can remain hopeful of some of these things. And, and I know he's trying to build a bigger case against not just the Merkels, but others as well. That would be fantastic. I would really like to see that because what went on there was just madness. I mean, I don't want to rehash it all, but you know, you were just so obviously innocent. And when you looked at video, you know, documents, receipts, witnesses testifying, you know, timing, you know, tracing the the route, driving home. I mean, it was just overwhelming. And then these people, I I don't get the mode. I I mean, I'm pretty good at, at like reading people psychologically. I do not get their motivation, like why they just woke up that morning and went, huh, this guy, Russ, yeah. We're going to get him. I mean, why would you do that and let a murderer run around on the street? It makes, you know, this kind of thing makes no sense to me. And when you are proven wrong, you've taken an oath to to be in a law enforcement position. You've taken an oath to uphold the law. And when you're proven wrong, you say, oh, my God, I screwed up here. And that's not happening. That's not happening. There was... uh... There was a time last year, actually, I was in a local bar with some, uh, some friends. It's actually some friends I met at CrimeCon last year. And uh, <laughs> an individual came up to me and asked if I knew who he was. And I knew exactly who he was. Uh, the guy's name is Raymond Floyd. And a lot of people will remember. He's famous. You see him on the Dateline episodes. Uh, he's the guy. That was in the interrogation room after I was told that I failed a lie detector test that accused me multiple, multiple times of murdering my wife, to which I denied. He was the one that ultimately put me in handcuffs. That's who this was across the table from me at the bar. <laughs> and when he asked, did I know who he was? I announced to everybody at the table who he was. And they all knew the name. And <laughs> again, they were people from CrimeCon, so... Uh, they were up on my case and that, and I bet he—he he was. You could tell he was very intimidated. 
by me, and which says a lot, but he proceeded to give one of the most sincere apologies that I think I've ever heard in my life. All right, That's never done. <laughs> I know a lot of exonerees, and I know of even more, and nobody's been apologized to by anybody in law enforcement. And this guy was standing across the table from me, apologizing to me, and waiting, waiting for me to punch him in the face. Uh, actually, <laughs> he was he was that scared. Yeah, I would be. When he got done giving me his apology, I, I shook his hand and said, thank you. And I, I think that just affected him even more. And I said, you know, it's, it's not enough. The words that you guys show me by your actions, you know, because I represent something now, you know, 10 years ago, I was an unknown person. Nobody knew my name, you know, other than my friends and family. Now, my name is known in a lot of circles. That's why we're having this interview. Yeah, clearly. And, and I stand for things and I go out and I talk to people and I do these interviews to make people aware of wrongful convictions and make people aware of prosecutorial immunity. And that's what I told them. I said, Tom, I'm going to hold you to the fire. Be better. <laughs> be better and teach others to be better and help get the bad ones off the street. And that's what I challenged. And I think he's trying to do better. He's actually a sincere individual. So kudos to him for being the first and the only person to apologize to me or anybody that I know of that's been wrongfully convicted. So that that's oh, a good, good thing. Indeed, yes. I have to wonder if he knows anything that might help Mike Wood. I understand that he is working with Mike Wood's team. I am really so glad to hear that. He's actually provided a lot of information to his team and has been working closely with them to try and get these corrupt individuals out of law enforcement and get them punished. So I'm really happy about that. I'm very glad to hear about that. I want to share something with you. I don't know if you know this or not. When I was originally doing research, you know, I read the book, of course, Bone Deep by, you know, your defense attorney, Joel Schwartz, and terrific book. And doing research, do you remember when... I believe it was after you were exonerated. There was a form filled out to destroy all the evidence in Betsy's case. Mm -hmm. You know who signed it? Becky Merkel. That was Becky Merkel, yes. Uh huh. Not her maiden name, Becky Merkel. Yep. Again, you do your job and there's, you know, you come in and papers cross your desk every day, but isn't that an interesting coincidence? Oh, yeah. That's what I'll say about that. But I wasn't sure if you knew that or not. And I certainly found it out. And But it was very striking. Oh, yeah. Some of the things, obviously, there's an active investigation going on. And I am privy to some of that information. I talked to these investigators. Again, because it is an active investigation, some things that I'm not at to talk about. Um, Please do not. Uh, <laughs> Listen, I am not that podcast that wants to put a, an investigation in jeopardy. You accidentally say something you're not supposed to say that could put a, an investigation in jeopardy. Oh, no, 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 no. I am not that podcast. I very much want to get the truth out and do it in a dignified way, but I am not screwing up any investigations. Uh-uh. No, exactly. Nope. And then none of us have that intention at all. That's like I it's, said, there's some things that I'm 
not allowed to talk about because that's what they're investigating. And I have a little bit of inside information because of who I am. And I get to talk to them quite regularly. And I met with them all on Friday. We were at court. So it was nice to get to talk to everybody and see the progress that's going on. And Mike Woods, lead prosecutor on this case, is uh, Delaney Harms, who has a fabulous reputation. And it was kind of nice to see him uh, perform in a courtroom at that. Uh, so it's, it's going to be an interesting case to follow. Are you going to go in August? Oh, I plan on it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I want to hear I more. I don't miss any of these. There's very few that I miss, uh, unless I'm out of town for one reason or another. Uh, as you know, uh, if there's something going on near the end of October, I won't be in town because I'll be getting married. <laughs> but there'll be people that'll go there on my behalf. So. Well, I think there's a lot of people that are going to be delighted that you are getting married to a wonderful, wonderful woman who I adore. I know you are crazy about her. Yep. And I, I think it's going to be a fun time. Yeah, it is. Congratulations ahead of time. I want pictures. Oh, there'll be plenty of those, of course. <laughs> there's somebody pictures. who'll go live on Facebook with the wedding. <laughs> I'm going to be watching. Hey, is there anything else you want to share with us? Uh, I just like to let everybody know that, you know, just keep the faith and, you know, keep spreading the word about, you know, what's going on in this country and in the world, prosecutorial immunity, wrongful convictions and all of that. You know, there's still so many people that are, that are still incarcerated wrongfully for, for things that they didn't do. They, they don't need to be there. It can happen to anybody at any time. And if you spend just even one day incarcerated for something you didn't do, it's one day too long. Yeah, it's wrong. It's just wrong. I, I am a fan of putting the bad guys in jail. Not the good guys. Not even the mediocre guys. guys. Jail. <laughs> Not even bad guys that didn't do that crime. Right. <laughs> we got to get the right people behind bars because that's how we're all safer exactly yeah thank you so much for everything russ you are just you know a stellar man you are one of my favorite people oh well thank you <laughs> i love seeing you enjoying life it's just yes yes thank you very much i appreciate that all righty man you take care hey, you um, too. i want to hear about uh, the court date in uh, august too yeah, well, I'll, I'll you'll see some updates uh, this coming week uh, when Becky's goes. But uh, you're in the Q and A group, right? Oh yeah. So yeah, when we get the Chris Hayes reports, we post them in there so you can see those too. And I have to watch them online because I have Direct TV, and Direct TV is having a fight with the company that owns Fox Two News in St. Louis, and so oh, I haven't had. Fox 2 News on my TV in over a month. Don't you love it? Like there's not enough money to be made as it is. Come on. Trying to strong arm them for more money out of the fucking cable company. It's crazy. Oh, God. And on that note, the world goes round. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) ma'am. That's all I got, man. All right. You take care. I appreciate it. Love to Carol and Mary. I'm always thinking about them. They said to tell you hi. Carol said she loves you. She's out hanging out with her. her kid right now, so she'll be back a little bit later. <laughs> All right, man. 
You take care. Bye-bye now. Thanks. Bye. Well, that was Russ. What a good man. I appreciate Russ's perspective, and it makes me smile when corrupt people who use their office for their personal benefit, forgetting about the oaths that they have taken, and then they themselves are tangled up in the webs of deceit that they have woven. Karma, like I said at the beginning. A few more details that came out. The content from the night the harassing texts that were allegedly sent to the investigator delving into Russ's case. Quote, I have video of you drinking and getting into your county car. End quote. And another one is, quote, we are watching you closely. You should stop throwing stones at glass houses or yours will come down first and fast. End quote. Okay, that would define harassment to me. Certainly threats to maybe stop investigating. Hmm. All right, the evidence also includes surveillance video, allegedly, of Michael and Becky Merkel at the Texas Roadhouse restaurant in Wentzville, Missouri, on March 14, 2022. So it's supposed to depict Michael and Becky Merkel taking photographs of this detective's car. Warrants were later issued and revealed that the texts were sent utilizing a number masking app from a phone issued to then-DEA agent Kevin Merkel, the brother. So no wonder the judges found there was enough evidence to proceed against them. I mean, how stupid. Honestly, the Merkels clearly believe that they are the smartest players in the room and their arrogance has brought their fall, allegedly. Wrongful conviction of an innocent man letting a killer run amok in their community, Pam Hupp, who went on to kill another innocent man, Louis Gumpenberger, because some of the Troy PD did not do their job correctly, aided by a surely incompetent DA, Esky Cheney, who still insists that she did nothing wrong. There's some conscience in that one. It's amazing. DA Mike Wood told the Post-Dispatch, quote, we have taken this seriously because I'm not going to tolerate people blackmailing my investigator, end quote. Doing his due diligence, he did look into whether the detective was impaired when driving home from the restaurant that night and found no evidence of this whatsoever. And do you remember that August 30th date, 2023, that Russ Faria had mentioned, which was yesterday? Mike Merkel entered a not guilty plea. So it is all continued. We're going to have to wait and see what happens. So Murder Bookies, that concludes your update covering yesterday's events as well. You might want to revisit the Russ Faria story, which are episodes 40 to 44. Now there is more to come, and I will continue to keep you informed as it unfolds. I want to congratulate Carol and Russ on their upcoming nuptials. It is going to be lovely, and I am so happy that they have each other and are flourishing. Brings a huge smile to my face. And don't forget to look for me at Podcast Row at CrimeCon, September 22nd to 25th, 2023, in Orlando, in less than a month. This still blows my mind. Meeting you is going to be so awesome. We're going to have such a great time. I am also looking forward to bringing you my next book. The Death of Amy Robstart, an Elizabethan Mystery by Sarah Beth Watkins. This case has been debated and discussed for over 500 years. Amy Robstart, Lady Dudley, was 28 years old when she was found dead at the foot of the stairs. Her husband, 
Lord Robert Dudley was the favorite of Elizabeth I, Queen of England, and a candidate for her hand in marriage. But wait, didn't he have a wife? Yes, that's the point. She was an obstacle. But then she died. Was it a terrible accident? Or had Amy killed herself? Or was it out-and-out murder? I will delve into all the evidence, adding in all of my research, and we will explore each of these scenarios. And of course, I'm going to tell you what I think. Thank you for listening. Right now, I need you to leave a five-star review wherever you listen. It is so important in finding new murder bookies. So help me out if you can. As always, I am so appreciative that you give me your time and attention. It keeps me going. Oh, and join me on Patreon at www.patreon.com backslash Club for our insider Zooms. Reach out to me on Instagram, Facebook, or X, Twitter, whatever. Shoot me an email at jill at com. I do love hearing from you. Subscribe so my episodes pop right into your feed. Until next time, murder bookies, happy reading and trust your gut. Source material, snack and drink information for Bone Deep untangling the twisted true story of the tragic Betsy Faria murder case by Charles Bothworth and Joel Schwartz is found on my blog. Written and produced by Jill, all rights reserved. Music by Carl Hosena and lyrics by Otto Harbach.